is Rock and Roll Grad School with your hosts, Heidi Hedquist and Luke Poling. Would you like us to assign someone to worry your mother? So I guess we should record as if we've got uh, Carla Olson on the show, right? Well, we know that we have her on We do have her, yes. We've had her. She's, she's been on the show. Yes. She doesn't know it. Our listeners don't know it, but we know she it. She knows it. She remembers. Yes, exactly. Um, hello, kitties. We're going to have a good time today because we've got Carla Olson, as everyone knows, apparently. Apparently. Yes. We do. So Carla's played with an insane number of people and has a yeah. really interesting compilation. Is that what you would call it? I don't know if it's a compilation it's or like a compilation theme or theme album or it's, a... yeah, it's more of a theme album. Just a really cool album tribute, not tribute. I don't know. It's railroad songs. Ce- celebration of railroad songs. Celebration of railroad songs. Which you know who we should get a copy of this to? Hmm. Dan Rather. Oh, he loves a good train song. Well, we should get this. Look at you. You're like, you've become sort of the conduit to all these. I I just bring people together. Yeah, no, it's what I'm known for bringing people together. Apparently. Well, I haven't brought me to anybody yet. Actually, I guess you have. Yeah. (laughs) With all the guests you've booked for us. Right. Well, if you could just clean up nicer, we'd have something. But here we are. Here we are. You can get. Exactly. But it's a really interesting album. The music's great. She's got some incredible special guests or friends. Yes, very much so. So this idea of doing an album of railroad songs, how did this come about? It seems like something like this great old timey. There we go have cds <laughs> awesome Just how did this today so oh excellent oh, that's awesome well, that's gatefold so people will like that so yes yeah. for sure how, how did it become a, a a reality is more like it i mean yeah. my husband and i who's man, was the manager of the text tones and kathy valentine and i started the band obviously you might might know that mm-hmm. um uh we my husband and i've always been uh fans of uh the songs of gene clark where those that those basically were were the songs that 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 spawned the idea of uh of doing an album of railroad songs that were uh either written for or standards so uh it was gene clark's uh train leaves here this morning which the eagles recorded obviously and uh the I remember the railroad, which was a song that Gene wrote that was was never covered by anybody so uh, until now, and uh, that's kind of where it started. And and then Stephen McCarthy of the Longbriders had written a song for his band back in the eighties uh, that uh, is the lead track on the album, which is "Here Comes That Train Again." We we do it slightly different, but uh, well, quite a bit different actually, and it's sung as a duet, which we you know, planned kind of some of these songs are, are um, duets and others are just, you know, standalone singers. So that's how it started is my husband and I, manager Saul Davis and I thought, wow, what a great idea. Nobody's ever really done this. Right. The railroad songs, but they've never done what, what we did with it. And also uniquely recorded for this project only. So. 
you got started. And you've got such a great uh, list of folks who who participated in this. Mm-hmm. Was this how long did it take you to put that list together? It seems like the folks you would have written down on the back of an envelope all said yeah. yes. Yeah, we had, <laughs> some people came on board right away, like, um, uh, well, obviously Stephen, because we'd always been a fan of, of, of that song. And uh, Gene's son, Kai Clark, uh, I mean, obviously Gene was still alive when we started planning this, but right. you know, he's unfortunately passed away many years ago. And when we started uh, uh, thinking about who would be additional people that could be on it, you know, Kai recorded his dad's trailers here this morning uh, for his own solo album uh, a long time ago, and it never came, it didn't come out until after we had planned this this foray into the, the Americana Railroad album. And I would say that uh, that that a couple of these people that are on the album, uh, Peter Case said, yeah, count me in years ago. And, uh, and we're, I'm real good for, had a, a huge hit with the song called Tired of Toe in the Line. But he also did a lot of his dad's material. And this is one of the songs that, that used to be in, in Johnny Burnett's set was Mystery Train. And that's Rocky Burnett singing on it uh, during Unfortunately, during COVID, we went out there with a laptop and a and a, uh, a microphone and distanced ourselves and recorded to, to his house way out in the desert. Uh, uh, recorded this version of this song and he just nails it. I mean, it's just great. Barry Goldberg's on piano on that, and Mickey Raphael, who plays with uh, Willie Nelson, played harmonica on it from a distance as well. So, uh, and I, I guess some of these people you may or may not know. Do you know the band Icy Hawks in L.A.? The name sounds familiar. They're sort of a, well, I'm called country Americana um, trio with, well, actually it's four piece, but they've been playing in LA for a number of years and had several albums out. And Rob Rob, uh, Waller has this wonderful baritone voice. And we cut some songs that were, um, well, Conductor Wore Black, which was a rank and file. If you're that old, <laughs> you'll remember rank and file from the, from the 80s, uh, Chip and Tony Kinman's band. Uh, we did uh, the song Conductor Wore Black because it was kind of an, an homage to Tony who passed away last year. And Tony also had a baritone voice. So, um, And I guess Dave Alvin came to the studio when I was recording this stuff before the lockdown uh, with a song that he had written about his his friend Bill Morrissey, and Bill passed away a number of years ago. God, I sound like the doom and gloom here. The Rolling Stones, doom and gloom. Uh, but, but the 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 song that he wrote was about literally him riding the train, uh, Southwest Chief, across from Chicago back to back and forth to L.A. and and his many travels he was also playing aboard the train and then they would pull into stations and play and stuff he wrote that song as he was coming into the studio he's like i'm not done with the words yet (laughs) (laughs) i need one more stop yeah (laughs) that's that was the story on that it's a that's a beautiful beautiful track on it and um uh brian ray from paul mccartney's band uh he we asked him if he would contribute something or you know sing something and he went well he says yeah let, let's do whiskey train you know Procol Harum which I yeah. love, love the song and we went to uh his studio I was gonna thinking I was gonna produce it and he was gonna sing it 
And uh, he had, you know, I had the lyrics with me. And he says, no, no, you're singing it. And I went, I'm singing it. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> I never, I'd never sung the song, you know, professionally in my life. But I mean, I knew the song because being a pro harem fan from way back. But uh, it was kind of, you know, kind of ballsy singing. Yeah, what can I say? And, and uh, that we've actually made a video for that. So that's should be up and uh, being edited at this point right now. So uh, with Brian and I playing and like with the green screen with trains and the whole thing behind us, it should be a lot of fun. I'm just kind of looking here. Also, we've got a couple of people in here. You may know from the the, the 80s, Gary Myrick, he was had a, a hit with a song called She Talks in Stereo. Mm -hmm. And I've known Gary since I was 16, he was 17. So long time from, we're both from Texas. And uh, we both used to listen to the Yardbirds, which one of their famous songs was uh, Train Kept Rolling, you know, which was, right. uh, but it, that actually was Guitar Boogie. That was uh, from, the, from the 50s. And that was a song that was uh, more of a, something I guess maybe that, that was, what can I say? It was a childhood memory when he started playing it. I went, yeah, that's how we used to play it. So, and that one's just rock and, you know, totally pedal to the metal there. Um, the one other person I wanted to mention, um, John Fogarty is, mm. and uh, the late, the record label BMG, when they came on board in 2021 and said, you know, I'd like to help you, you know, finish this record and get some people on it that we, that we'd love to, to showcase. Uh, they, uh, had um, contacted him regarding City of New Orleans. And uh, he released an album of uh, songs with his kids during COVID uh, that he did actually in his barn. And this song, uh, City of New Orleans, he recorded in his barn. And you okay. can hear the snorting of horses and <laughs> pigs and, cattle and chickens and whatever else. And then, uh, and then I also uh, recorded Mickey Raphael on harmonica on it because it seemed like it needed an answer, call and response kind of thing. So that's another, another track I wanted to, to say that we're really happy that we were able to pull that you know, out of the hat. John York from The Birds is on this with Runaway Train, which is obviously a metaphor, but uh, it, it's um, uh, one of my, he's one of my favorite people. I've, known him for years. Uh, he was in the Birds after Gene, obviously after Gene Clark left and he was in the band with um, with uh, Roger McGuinn and uh, uh, Michael Clark and those guys. But anyway, we're just ha happy that we were able to finish this during COVID uh, as we were, I was saying before, a little bit uh, dodgy and, um, uh, but everybody seemed to want to participate even long distance. So we're, we're happy to, to get that pulled off. What can I say? Everything during COVID was a pull off, you know? Yeah. Pull that off, you know? Right. <laughs> Being okay. super resourceful. Yeah, super resourceful. Well, everybody became resourceful. So, uh, well, one of the other, that's it. Oh, so. One of the other folks uh, I wanted to mention was Dom Flemons of the Carolina Chocolate Drops, uh, who is on here as well, who is lovely. And again, you have such a great, you know, span of musicians as far as ages and eras that they work in, you know, I mean, 
did you have a list of these songs? It seems like so many folks just showed up and were like, I'm doing Train Keeps to Roland. It goes like this. It used well, to go like that. The songs that the, the artists and songs that's, that uh, that I put together and produced in, uh, in, in studio and obviously uh, with such file sharing, et cetera, uh, I, there are four or five uh, in here, five maybe, that I did not pull out of the rabbit's hat myself. Dom, uh, and there's also uh, uh, Dust Bowl Revival. Our publisher, BMG, which is also a record label, right. that's my publisher, BMG's been my publisher since they bought Bug Music back in the, in the, the early 2000. Uh, those those were their contributions. Alice Howe, who is wonderful, what a beautiful voice she has, and uh, Deborah Popink uh, and uh, 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 Paul Birch and mm-hmm. uh, the uh, Kaplan, and then A.J. Haynes, who is just a monster guitar player, singer, wonderful. I mean, you know, somebody will say, oh, well, there weren't enough whatever on here. Well, I think we got pretty much, we got to yeah. go. <laughs> we got it pretty well covered. We got it pretty well covered. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't, wasn't intentional. They just kind of like, like those were the things that, um, people came forward with it was it was terrific so and I met some people like Alice I didn't know her work at all uh but I knew Freebo and her producer uh and he played on the the record and everything uh that this version of uh 500 miles I used to do that as a folk set back in the 60s you know uh I mean you can always hear if you missed a train I mean you you know right away it's it Joan Baez or, you know, those were my sort of, my background was Joan Baez and, uh, and uh, Peter, Paul and Mary. That's where I kind of grew up first learning to play guitar. And then of course, graduated to the Yardbirds and the Stones and the Who and the Kinks and all that after that. But they, they this group of, of musicians, James Enfeld, I've known for years and years. He was, uh, uh, and still is one of the premier uh, uh, rock rockabilly country guitar player singers in 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 America. I mean, he's fantastic. And uh, let me see, who else did I forget? I'm forgetting somebody, right? Oh no, wait, hold on. No, that's it. Wait, wait. Dava, Revival, Kai Clark, John Fogarty. I think I pretty much got it, didn't I? Yep. That's, a, <laughs> that's a, an amazing list to remember. Well, it's 19, so <laughs> yeah. that's outstanding. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, and uh, Stephen McCarthy and I did uh, 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 Remember the Railroad, you know, because that was, that's, that was Gene's song that kind of got this whole project started, was that and uh, Here Comes That Train Again and Train Leaves Here This Morning, so. Yeah. Was there any song that after the fact you went, oh my gosh, we should have included that one, now we got to make a second album? Yeah, we there were a couple of things that I would, I really really wished I could have done Railroad Lady, which was a song written by Jimmy Buffett and and uh, uh, Jerry Jeff Walker, and uh, that would have been kind of cool. But we just we just ran out of space and time, yeah. and yeah, <laughs> yeah, we did. What's interesting because I feel like looking down the track list it was like oh well of course these all make complete sense and are great songs and then afterwards i kept being like because at first plus you're thinking there can't be that many train songs well okay if you include the career of jimmy rogers uh exclude him exclude him you know forget the singing breakman um but just the other day like out of nowhere i was like 
engineers don't rave away from the trains anymore. I forgot <laughs> about that one where it was just this constant, like you must've been sitting up in the middle of the night being like, damn it. We forgot this one. <laughs> there were quite a few. Yeah. And we, we really did run out of uh, space on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, this, this actually uh, was a, a vinyl release for record store day back in November and we were not allowed to publicize it because of record store days restrictions, double vinyl. But unfortunately it was a limited uh, run, limited edition. And I don't know if you can even, you can maybe still find one or two out there, but that was in November. And uh, we were trying to, we were trying to do a simultaneous release with the CD, but they, they're they're They didn't want us to do that. So we, we were kind of, hands tied, et cetera. So yeah, there were some regrets in that regard, but other than that, we're, I think the, the people we have on this record are um, just worthy of, of every note they sing and play. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll go back to my favorite, uh, not my favorite track, but my fav- favorite sentiment is, is Dave Alvin's track, which is uh, Southwest Chief. You listen to it and you tell me if you don't cry. I mean, every time, yeah. I was in Europe when I got the first mix of that. Um, and I was doing a tour with my partner, Todd Wolf, uh, guitar player. We were doing a tour of Europe in uh, November and December of ni- 2019. And we literally got back in under the wire before the, before, well, before the world started getting COVID. Right. And uh, I was listening to this uh, in uh, somewhere in Germany in some uh, one of these house concerts that we played and they put us up in a wonderful like a chalet and it's snowing like crazy and I'm looking out this window at five o'clock in the morning at the snow glistening all over the, the city and had this wonderful view of the Rhine and just just an incredible place and uh, put that my headphones on and started listening to Southwest Chief and I just started to just bawl. I missed home, missed my family, missed my pets. I was glad to be there. And now in retrospect, it was kind of the last time we were able to do that for a long, long time. But just hearing Dave Elvin, he just, Dave Elvin is just got this every man's voice. You know, he's, it's Mm. not like he's a pop star or any of that, you know, where you can listen to something and go, oh, wow, you know, like Queen or something. It's like just every man. And uh, I'm, I'm, every time I hear the song, I think about that feeling that I had of being homesick and America and the railroad. And, you know, there was a railroad, I mean, railroad tracks two blocks from my house where I grew up in Austin. We used to go after school and go put pennies on the track and, you know, wait for the trains to go by and, that's uh, pretty pretty much kind of part of childhood was 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 rain uh, uh, was railroad and and I don't see much anymore so but oh. yeah I know I know dying breed so but that's why we did the record <laughs> perfect and there is like it is a dying breed but there is this like nostalgia and love for the railroad and a lot of us did have childhoods where we could go put the pennies up but even people who didn't have that experience there's something magical about it and I don't know what it is Heidi I can tell you what it is it takes you somewhere it's going somewhere and even if you're happy where you are or like I always had I had a happy childhood folks were great and you know brother and sister who didn't abuse me too much (laughs) (laughs) but 
the, the, the idea of travel is extremely attractive to people and the idea of, of being somewhere that you've never been. True. And that's where the railroad takes you. So it does actually pull at the, at the, the, the strings of greener pastures or let's go have a, a Pee-wee's Big Adventure, whatever it is. That is it. I mean, you really kind of think, you know, wow, when you see a train, you don't see that, maybe airplanes to some extent back in the 50s, 40s, 50s, 60s, um, you would get that nostalgic, oh, wow, I'd rather be on a plane going somewhere. But really trains kind of did that, you know, you yeah. really wanted to be on that train and have somebody come in, in the dining car and serve you coffee out of a silver picture you know that i mean just those things are just wonderful uh, american not just american i'm sure the europeans and other countries too have the same feeling about trains but i think that's kind of it it's romantic, yeah. Very romantic. well that's the interesting thing like you were you just mentioned the fact that you know train travel is worldwide yet for whatever reason it's sort of latched on in the psyche of American songwriters, folk singers, I mean, Woody Guthrie, like it is so ingrained in folk music that turned into rock and all of this. Like, it's just something that seems very American, even though it's not. And an extremely heavy metaphor. I mean, trains have been used for metaphor for everything from, you know, drinking blues to, to, uh, you know, uh, like John York is singing a runaway train, which is, you know, about, about nuclear proliferation. Okay. So, I mean, I'm not, I don't get too heady about this, but, you know, it's definitely, uh, an, I think in America, you know, I think that the, the North American songwriting, I think is a part of it, but I think it's also, what you were saying before and the timing weirdly is fortuitous that it's coming out now as everyone's sort of starting to come out of being locked down because we do all miss the travel we do and we are always mystified and in love with it but we're also it was taken from us and so i think that everything, too was, is, everything was taken from right yeah. right yeah yeah it was it's it's and you know we're we're thinking it, it there was um, a lesson in, the, in this horrible thing all endured and luck is that uh, life is precious, time is precious and right. make the best of, of what you can, you know? And, and we always think about those things, especially people my age, I'm gonna be 70 in July. So I'm like, yeah, there's a lot less time left <laughs> there was. I've already lived, so I better, you know, get this done. I mean, whatever it is. And you find, I think that the procrastination that uh, people had before this is, I think a lot of people have kind of gotten over that, you know, they're yeah. kind of starting to realize, you know, let's, you know, uh, let's get it done. Let's get stuff right. done. So, Do it. You know, no, and I think yeah, to some of the sentimentality, like you mentioned the, the one song, which one, Sounds like the way everybody should hear that song for the first time at 5 a.m. in Germany with the snow falling outside your window. Uh -huh. But it definitely, I think, has a certain resonance now that it wouldn't have had prior. That maybe these things all lined up for maybe so. Yeah, I mean, I, I, this was before for me, but yeah, I think that that 
especially if you do work on the road as a living or if you do travel my dad was a traveling salesman so i i know he he, he spent a lot of time in uh europe and japan and australia and work with people and uh i guess maybe we're we're all on that edge of the of the well not all of us some people on the edge of the age of well can i still do this you know and you know i'm just showing people yeah you can do it yeah you know, we got this stuff done I'm, I'm, i still love performing but I've, I've only performed for a crowd twice since december and wow. once was for a tribute to richie Furrier, which was postponed three times oh <laughs> and that, then we yeah. finally got it you know and uh, to do it yeah, it was like, oh, we have any these poor people are putting this together, and some people that didn't survive, that didn't make it through the COVID, or not physically, but some of us right. that didn't survive. So we're just kind of, you know, taking our, our uh, look back at at life and what what can we do to, you know, get on with stuff. So, yeah. um, but I produced four hours this year, this oh this past year, twenty twenty one. And that's more than I've really, I mean, a lot of times like, you know, you do a record like this record, the Textones reissue album, I mean, uh, reunion album took me from 2012 to 2018 to get that done because of other things in life and, right. you know, lack of funding, et cetera. My ba the bass player of Textones lives in England, the guitar player lives in San Antonio, drummer lives in Dallas and the sax player and I live here in LA just got it done it's just a like pulling teeth but the rest of this stuff we just you know boom 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 okay we're getting in we're gonna go do it so um and thankfully you know I've got a partner my husband who's who he's a producer too and uh he worked with Percy Sledge and and Gene Clark and he's just he's much more organized than I am. <laughs> I do the music, the musicians, and he organizes the studio Perfect. and the play and getting everybody there. Not something I like doing. So uh, you got to find a partner in crime, I think, to, to get stuff done. You guys are together. You gotta, you gotta it's be it's there. mostly a guilt and shame thing with us <laughs> for the other person, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Americana Railroad featuring Carla Olson, Dave Elvin, John Fogarty, and a whole bunch of other people is available June 17th on Renew Records. For more information, check out Carla's website, carlaolson.com. You can check us out on all the various socials. Be sure to visit our website at rockandrollgradschool.com. And don't forget to leave us a review. Today's show is produced by myself and Heidi Hegquist. Our reluctant producers are John Survey and Sandy Stone. Our willing producers are Rachel Allen and Randy Jeanette. Our intern is Zach Jackson. This one's for Philippe. Thank you, good night, and may all your favorite bands stay together. <laughs> <laughs>